And we're back at it again. We're back at it again, we're guys. We're back at it again. <laughs> yeah, that should be our secondary theme song. <laughs> we should just play the cookies and crime and then Mindy singing, we're back at it again. Oh, yeah, we're back at it again. There we okay. go. It's a People proper. Gonna, like, that's a proper. Imme- they're like immediately unsubscribe. <laughs> unsubscribe. <laughs> unsubscribe. Shut her Canceled. up. Okay, well, we're back, guys. As Mindy sang to you, we are back. Back well, at it welcome, again. Welcome, my little crime bees. And if you recall, the last episode... Oh, this is Cookies and Crime. <laughs> this is Cookies and Crime, guys. And this is Renee. And this is Mindy. And last and episode... And we are not tripping on acid. On the 4th of July. Nope. Hiking alone. Nope. To wave at a federal judge. No, ma'am. Nope. No, we're not. We're just sitting. Perfectly lucid and sober. Yep. Amen. And we're back to talk caffeinated. We're back to talking about the zodiac. So if you missed last episode, please go back. There's a lot you missed. You missed a lot of material that we're going to reference, and you're going to be very confused. One of which being the tripping on acid on the Fourth of July. It's just so. a silly detail. It's so. It's a silly alibi to claim. Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, okay, I definitely if you didn't got kill an al- people yeah. I was on acid. <laughs> My dude. <laughs> like that's, I feel like that makes you look worse. I know. It's like, okay. 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 What, You're what unhinged, my Jim? guy. Yeah. yeah. Little Jimothy. All right. Well, okay. In this part two, we're going to just continue this saga of the Zodiac. And we are now in October 11th, 1969. We've made it to San Francisco, California, which is a lot more recognizable than those other cities that we were in. At least to me. I'm not super familiar with California, except, like, the big... Mm-mm. Santa Barbara, I knew. I know San Fran and L.A. I think I've heard of Vallejo, but San I... San Diego. Benice, Benicia and... Uh, San Diego. Yes, I've heard of San Diego. San yeah, Diego. There's a, there's a zoo. There's a zoo there. <laughs> there is. That's Madagascar. That's where they were. <laughs> there's a zoo, um, I've heard. San Fran... But, yeah, we're in... We're now in mainstream California. Okay. <laughs> mainstream San Francisco. Paul Stein uh, was 28 years old in 1969, and he was working on getting his Ph.D. in English while working as a cab driver uh, for night shifts from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. to help pay his way through his Ph.D. Yeah, he was really hustling. Um, On October 11th, Paul was driving his little taxi cab during his regular night shift when... Uh, he was hailed by a man just outside of the theater on Geary Street. Um, the address that the this man, when he got in the cab, gave him was in an upscale neighborhood that's called uh, Presidio Heights. Okay. And I'm saying a lot of names of places that I am not familiar with, but if you know that area, that's where he was. That's where he was wanting to go, this, this customer. Um, but at the intersection of Washington and Cherry Street, which is a block... For those like me who have no idea what this direction is, um, it's a block away Mm -hmm. from the intended address that he gave Paul. Mm -hmm. So at this stop sign on Washington and Cherry Street, uh, Paul was shot at close range by a 9mm semi-automatic pistol by this passenger. Uh, Three kids across the street didn't witness the shooting, but they witnessed a man in the passenger seat of Paul's taxi cab... uh, Quote, handling Paul's body. I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming that he was, like, adjusting his digging, seated position. Yeah, digging around pockets, maybe. Maybe, yeah. maybe at least putting him, like, upright uh-huh. so that he was sitting up yeah. like, a, like a live person instead of an unalive person. Um, but regardless, these kids 
like they're they're a witness right and they're like this is this is weird so they call the cops as you should when you see something sketchy like that um the description given to police was of a white man between the ages of 25 and 30 years old between 5'8 and 5'9 with a stocky build reddish brown hair in a crew cut like really short reddish brown hair heavy rimmed glasses and dark clothes it's believed, though, that this, the dispatcher, the description, there was like a miscommunication. So when the dispatcher relayed this information, I don't know if, like, they, they tried to say black clothes and it ended up just being black, for example. I don't know if it was miscommunication. This was the 60s. It could have just been profiling. I don't know. But regardless, yeah, there, was, there was this yeah. muddied, like communication that happened and so there's like this misdirection that that happens and all these officers that are getting this call are now looking for an african-american man lurking in the area which is for sure not what this guy looks like after the correction was broadcast on the radio the dispatcher was like my bad this is the actual description the kids gave us the officers hearing this realized that they actually encountered the suspect while they were searching for the false description, which is super damn. unfortunate because they could have caught him. That's had they had the right damn. description. Damn. Yeah. Two days later, the San Francisco Chronicle, which is a newspaper, and for those who have watched the Zodiac movie, this should sound very familiar to you. The Chronicle receives another letter along with a piece of evidence. So October thirteenth, nineteen sixty nine, we get a letter that mocks the police for just barely not getting him. It contains, uh, the envelope that the letter's in contains a piece of Paul's bloodstained shirt. Oh, that's awful. So I want to point out, the police did not connect this to the Zodiac. When this, when poor Paul was shot, they're like, oh. Well, it seems San like an Fran- isolated incident. San Francisco, he just had a crazy customer. Yeah, yeah they're like, this is, this is its own crime. This yeah. is an isolated crime. And I think that kind of really bothered the Zodiac because he's like, wait a minute. You got it. I got to take guys. I did it, though. This guy is so So he sends evidence in an envelope. But does he send it to the police? No. He sends it to a newspaper. Yeah, he wants credit. Yeah. He wants everybody to know how big and bad he is. Yeah. I want to. Let's talk for a minute. Let's pause for a second. The, The climate of, like, the whole... The media versus the police in the 60s and 70s. I shouldn't even say versus. We know, like, police corruption's a thing. Sure. We know it's always been a thing. We know that there have been decades where it's been more prevalent than others, whether it be because of the mob. Well, I feel like, you know, we've just recently really shown a light on how severe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to point out that this is a time that's incredibly unregulated. And so it's perfectly feasible And I'm not saying this just because Dr. Horan poses this in his theory as well, but it is not ridiculous to assume that an eager uh, journalist in the San Francisco area would spot this, see it as like a run-of-the-mill, isolated incident, potentially a robbery, and then jump on that and be like, wait, no, I can get attention for reporting another Zodiac case, taking something from the crime scene like a part of Paul's shirt... And then sending it to the art, the Chronicle, to get attention and to connect it to the Zodiac. I'm not saying this is what happened. Yeah, I mean, it's we not did it. also have a witness that saw someone matching the Zodiac's description. 
at the scene. So I'm not saying that this is like for sure what could have happened, but I don't think it's insane to entertain that idea. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. However. I fully believe in media corruption. For sure. It happens all the time. 100%. But it also, from the letters, from the killings, this guy sounds like he's getting more comfortable and he wants everybody to know his name and he wants everybody to be scared of him. You're going to die on this hill. I really like. You're like no, no. Because, don't talk like, about these other options. This I'm is 100 like, percent no, the same guy doing everything. It's I'm that's, what, that's keep, what it sounds like to me. I'm gonna keep playing devil's advocate, but you hold fast to your. I don't. I just, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not. It, saying it, you're it just wrong, for it, the record. It profiles as yeah. you know, like this guy is clearly proud of what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he wants everybody to know it. Yeah, and he gets off on you know power control and how great he is. I don't disagree with that. It's gross. I'm just being a butthead. <laughs> but this, okay, so this this letter on October 13th also, mo- so when it's mocking the police about not getting him, it also, they he threatens to shoot children on a school bus. Remember this. See, that's, see, and that's a, that's a fear tactic. That's a, con- t- yeah. a control tactic. Um, the, uh, hold on, I'm looking at my notes. I want to actually, before I put my foot in my mouth. Okay, no, I'm right. So hang on to that I'm going to go shoot up a school bus full of children thing because it's almost like he temporarily forgets about this and then comes back to it. So, like, hang on to that. Okay. So remember the school bus thing, this threat against children, okay? That gets people fired up. Well, sure. You say, hey, cops, if you don't give me credit for this killing, I'm going to go kill a bunch of kids. And all of a sudden, everyone and their mom is like, okay. Well, pe- now people this are is, dying on the this street. This isn't adults anymore. This is he's threatening children. Like it's it's for it's scary enough already. Yeah. But then you threaten kids. No, man. So fast forward roughly a month, November eighth. Um, another letter arrives at the Chronicle, containing another piece of shirt from poor Paul, and it's like it's with a weird greeting card. And I'll, we'll post the picture, but it's like, a, it's, it's weird. The tone has shifted. It's mm. not, well, maybe it hasn't shifted because it's still mocking, but it's not like, hey, look at me mocking. It's like, hey, I'm going to send you a funny greeting card, even though I just destroyed a man's life. And then he includes another cipher, this time with 340 symbols. Um, in this, this letter, they believe he's referencing more ident- unidentified victims. Like it's. Is starting to pile up. November 9th, the next day, he sends a seven-page letter. Okay. The longest letter to date. So the longest so far has been three pages. This is seven pages, okay? And this claims that, and I think this is referencing, this is, I think this is referencing Paul's crime, mm-hmm. the Paul against crime, sorry. Mm-hmm. Paul, the Paul against crime. Oh my gosh, my caffeine's wearing off. The crime <laughs> against Paul. Poor, I'm sorry, Paul. Um, he he references that the police stopped him near the crime scene and then let him go. So this is once again like, oh, you were so close. And rubbing your face. Stupid how close idiot I, police. Yeah, stupid idiots. This one also includes this seven page letter includes a bomb recipe and a diagram of the explosive that he's describing how to make. This guy is something else. It's can I can I ask you? Yeah. Um with the background that you have. Which is, is weird? you know, I you know, I have a I have a degree in psychology, but yeah. it's not you know, and I have half a master's in yeah yeah in but, psychology. But you know, you're more I'm ed- not an I'm you're not more an expert than me. You know, I'm not an expert. 
I just watch a lot of TV and study people. I, I find you, it really interesting. Yeah. I find it really interesting. Is it, would it, do you consider it weird that he keeps changing his medium? He keeps changing. So he started with shooting people. And then he's like, now I'm going to stab a few people. Not, and now I'm going to make a bomb. Like this. Not necessarily. Is this escalation normal? Not, I mean, it, it really is like, you know, he, he doesn't fit a pattern. Um, but it's not too unusual, especially if he's, if it's just the killing that is very exciting for him. Which he so says it is. He's changing the means of it. Okay. So if maybe that is just, he's like, oh, I liked that. Let's try this. This is a very, very unhinged person who really loves having power and control. And this is why he's writing the media to begin with. The December letter is going to be so strange to you, too. So December 20th, this is another month later. No crimes have happened. Like, it's still, poor Paul is the one that they're still kind of reeling from for these couples of, couple of months where he's sending all these separate letters. December 20th, close-ish close to Christmas, he sends a letter addressed to a famous attorney named Melvin Belly. And this time, he says, please help me. I cannot remain in control for much longer. Like My dude, you are not in control at all. He says he fears he would kill again, and he's asking Melvin Belly to help stop him. Now that's interesting. Does that even feel like him? That's interesting. And it's not even a full... No, it's over a month since his seven-page letter where he's like, you guys are stupid... Uh, you almost caught me, but you didn't because I'm so much better than you. Um, also, here's a bomb I'm making in the diagram of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And then he shifts to, oh, my gosh, I'm going to kill again. Someone mm-hmm. please stop me before I this madness is consuming me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I. Well, again, it's a very individual thing. And uh, he he some some people that commit multiple murders and crimes will even go into a sort of psychosis. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like, you know, like they'll see things, they'll hear things. It, th- that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it it sounds to me, especially when he's writing from, you know, first person and saying this is a Zodiac speaking, that is a kind of delusional type of talking, you know, yeah. saying I'm no longer human. I am this superhuman entity. Yeah. Um, so who know you know if this is really the guy mm-hmm. and he's actually committing these crimes yeah um he may feel like he's not all the way in control yeah. like there is some some kind of process happening and it's probably some kind of psychosis yeah um I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility again yeah. I am not a doctor I am not an expert right. this is just right. my opinion yeah well the, this set of letters that's toward the end of this this year, 1969, all of the letters following um, poor Paul Stein's death, murder, his cold blood mu- murder, um, there's, there's a shift, in, linguistically speaking, there's a shift in these letters. And we'll get to that when we start talking about theories and like the towards the end of this episode we'll we'll cover that more fully but pay attention to like stuff like that where like all of a sudden and i i don't think even when we talk about the linguistic analysis i think your psychosis opinion there is probably still really viable because it gets crazier okay Mm -hmm. 
on March 22nd that next year, 1970, in Modesto, California, um, Kathleen Johns is, she's 22. She's got her 10-month-old daughter in her car. It's like 11.15 at night. Um, she's driving on Highway 132 near Interstate 5, for those who care. Um, she noticed a light colored car following her for like a little bit and then like he flashes his lights at her mm. and no. so she pulls over <laughs> don't do that guys don't do that never ever 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 pull over for a car that's not a cop that's not a cop not a marked cop vehicle like even if you think that could be a detective doesn't matter Mm-mm. if it's not a marked cop car Absolutely don't pull not. over no. don't do it and the 60s and 70s is why you should not do that so she pulls over though okay so she pulls over and this light colored car pulls up right behind her and an adult white male roughly 30 59 dark hair black rims glasses we've seen this before mm-hmm. wearing a dark ski jacket and bell-bottom pants because it's 1970 mm-hmm. he gets out of the car and starts to head toward her car with a tire iron in his hand fuck dude i would have driven away so fast so fast you wouldn't have even seen me so so he comes and he like knocks on her car window and he says you're you're no uh, sir your rear wheel is wobbling i'll go tighten the lugs for you no. So she stays in this ca- in the car, Sports and he's like, thing. seems like he's fixing her her wheel for a couple minutes, and then he kind of signals that that it's okay and that she can she can drive away. So she attempts to drive away, and she realizes that her entire wheel just falls off because he just loosened it. Yeah, well, it, she goes out of her car. She pulls over again. She gets out of her car, and she notices that it's only be it was only held on with one single bolt. And that can only last so long, right? So the wheel just flew off. So the guy who's still right there nearby comes up back up to her car, and he's like, okay, I can take you to a nearby service station if you want. She fell that's right bad. into his trap. So she, yes, she took him up on this for some reason because it's 1970. Well, and, and like she, hitchhiking was super common. Super like, common. You, know, you like, trusted strangers still. Yeah. You didn't have that jaded, like. Yeah, a lot of people didn't lock their doors. Everyone's trying to kill me mentality that yeah, all of us have now. For sure. Um, so she grabs her baby. Oh, God. Oh she remembers she God. still has a 10-month-old. Oh she grabs her baby. She gets in his car. But instead of taking her to a service station, he just keeps driving around the area for like an hour. Mm. And according to the police report that Kathleen eventually filed, so good news is she survived this. Um, she says the man was friendly. He was very non-threatening. He was very, like, well, congenial. Sure. He was very helpful. That's how you get someone in she the She didn't get any red flags, but I feel like <laughs> maybe, maybe instincts worked a little differently when you didn't know that there could be a possibility of someone trying to kill you. I don't know. Um... And he didn't, she didn't seem to think he was going to hurt her kid. Like, she was had no reason to feel defensive. But every time they were in the car and she mentioned the service station again, he redirected the conversation. Ooh. And so it took way... That's got to be so scary stress. for her. Yeah. Because she has her baby. Yeah, it's not just her. It's her 10-month-old daughter. Yeah. So it, oh t- it takes her way too long, but eventually Kathleen is like, oh, I'm feeling uneasy about this. This is probably not a safe situation for me. Maybe he might hurt me or my, and or my child. 
So when they reach a stop sign, she finally is like, I'm going to throw up. And she just jumps out of the car. This is a good method, actually. She's like, I'm going to get sick. And she, like, jumps out of the car with her baby. Yeah, but she, I mean, like, what else are you going to do? Right. What else are you going to do? I would have just, she, I I just love that she gave an excuse. Like, I'm going to jump out of the car because I have to throw up. Bye. (laughs) So, like, that was very polite of her, I guess. I don't know. She's okay. She is. She ran into a field to hide from him. But she says in her police report, too, that he didn't really, like, care because she she runs out of his car with with her baby and the driver's like all right so he gets out see, of his car and he shuts the door and he drives away see like, that's interesting like, because you know we we know that he hasn't killed children so he may not have known she had a child you or, know or he genuinely was just giving her a ride and he actually nah, didn't know where he's nah, well, like, that sounds a little nefarious somebody's not well, like, pulling over does this even sound like the same guy because it, i mean also, that we, we don't know I, I couldn't say. Yeah, this is why this is listed under claims. She yeah, claimed, yeah. She I, claims you that the Zodiac kidnapped her. Yeah, you, you, um, you can't say for sure. She went to the she went to the police department, and now this does seem fairly legit because she goes to the well, yeah, police dude. department and she like freaking scary. She's talking to them and describing them to a sketch artist, and she looks up at this wanted poster of the Zodiac, and she goes, "That's him. That's the guy." And so like. Maybe maybe it's just another. Those glasses were so popular in the sixties. It's also and 70s. you can't. We, we couldn't say for sure. Yeah. Thank God she's okay. The sketch, any sketch of any person is so nondescript to me at least. If I were in a police station, I was already panicked and I was reaching for any kind of like memory or like a vague description. Be like, oh yeah, that yeah that guy, he had glasses like that guy. Yeah, that that vague sketch could yeah. be it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying she wasn't kidnapped by the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, I mean, I'm it could have been. She very well could have yeah, been. It could, yeah, I mean, it sounds to, like that is super sketchy. If yeah. somebody is like, hey, pull over. Yeah. You had no problems with your car. Yeah. Until they, quote unquote, fix your car. When, if like, that guy, is. If that, this guy. I don't like that. This guy. I, I would be really interested if we ever get answers on who this guy is ever. I would really be interested in what kind of mental illness he has because, like, he did not. She said he didn't seem threatening. He didn't chase after her. He didn't shoot her. Every person that he has attacked so far, he has shot or stabbed them as they tried to run away. He did not. He let her be. He was like, okay, go ahead. I'm going to go shut the door then drive away. For yeah, the that's next that, I mean, that's it's interesting. Weird. That's it's, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, remember that case, though, because uh, it's going to come back later. <laughs> Nothing was confirmed, by the way. They they did, like, they took her statement, but they were like, yeah, we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Also, he didn't actually harm you. He just spooked you real bad. So, that no actual... Well, he tricked you, too. He tricked you, but they can't... He didn't commit a crime. You got in the car willingly. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but it's like, there's some kind of motivation. Yeah, but no crime was committed. The yeah. police can't do anything. Yeah. He's, yeah. Ex- he's just... I real, just don't like it. I know. <laughs> he's just real creepy. Throw him I don't jail. like that. Throw him in jail and be real creepy. Um... So, fast forward to April 20th, 1970. 420th. <laughs> they get another letter. Another letter. Oh, shit. This one has a 13-symbol cipher. And He's spending a lot of time Remember on this. when he said, I'm going to go shoot up a school bus full of children? Yes. Well, it, that changes to bomb. Because okay. he includes a diagram of a bomb designed to kill the children on a school bus. He denies... What's the matter with this guy? He denies responsibility for a recent police station bombing that killed a police officer. So clearly he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't done any bomb stuff yet. But I'm going to. But stay tuned because those kids are doomed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's like, just you wait. But I didn't do this one. 
I haven't yet, but but here's, yeah, here's, here's a sk- picture. <laughs> here's a picture I drew for here's you. Here's my plan. Here's my plan. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> you seen? This is so. I'm not laughing. Sorry, I'm pulling it's... in a lot of f bombs today, guys. Well, have you seen? There's a Jimmy Fallon episode with Taylor Swift from like eons ago, where they they do the ew show. Oh, yeah. Everyone, <laughs> and then she's like, "This is a picture ew. of a drawing that I made." And every time I saw one of the letters from the zodiac, where it's a drawing or a diagram, I'm like, "This is a picture of a drawing that I made." <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like very okay. If you think about it, like if he probably wasn't, let's let's didn't say get that this guy is le- as a child. Yeah, let's say this guy is legit. Yeah, and he is like you know actually killing people. He wants to write. He wants everybody to know about it. Yep, it's super childish. It is. It's so childish. The way he wa- is is screaming for, for attention. attention. Yeah, he's like definitely put this on, on the front page of your paper. Are you putting this on the front page of your paper? Um, also, I'm also like, like I'm going to use a bomb. Just in case you're not, I want you to know you need to or I'm going to shoot up a bunch of kids. Like he's he's resorting to like really It's very childish behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His letters are like they're well spoken, but at the same time the content is like calm down. It's okay. Someone just hug him and yeah, and he needs serious smother him or something. Serious therapy. So April 28th, which is eight days later, another letter is sent demanding publication of his bomb threats. So he's unsatisfied. He's like, okay, so I didn't do the police station sh- bombing, but guess what? I'm building more. I'm building a bomb. I'm working really hard on it, and you're not giving me any attention for it. So you need to publish I'm every day and night. Day and night. Publish my bomb threats. Dang it. And he insists. Okay. This it gets worse. He insists in this letter, in this April twenty eighth letter, that the San Francisco Bay Area, everyone in that area must wear what he calls zodiac buttons, <laughs> featuring his symbol, the crossed circle. So he's like, first of all, first I of want all, everyone to be my fan. I'm, I want everyone to know who I am. I'm running for president. Yeah, I buy my merch. <laughs> what? He's like, this guy is unreal. <laughs> So, but, and that's why, that's why I say delusional and that's why I say psychosis because that's so out of touch. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying that this isn't a reasonable escalation from the same person that we've seen at the beginning of this two-parter commit crimes and gradually progress to this. I'm not saying that this isn't one person, but I'm also saying it could also sound like someone trying really hard to sound like a ridiculous man making yeah, Man. I mean, it's it's desperate. If you're writing fiction about it, for example, yeah, which is a theory is... that will come up later, these the last half of these letters, all they get more and more ridiculous. Yeah, it's like desperate. someone's either desperate and stuck in like a state of psychosis or someone is is not realistically copying. They're like they're like fictionalizing. Yeah. His progression into madness. Gotcha. You know I what gotcha. I mean? I'm not saying either one is wrong right. or right, but I am saying it's getting ridiculous, and I think we can both agree on that. Um, in June, uh, June 26th of 1970, so this is like progressing into the summer again, he sends a letter that contains a map of the San Francisco Bay Area with a crossed circle symbol, his signature move, on Mount Diablo. And a code in this letter is also sent to... Like, okay, if you crack this code, you'll be able to find the location of my bomb there. And he also claims, oh, and I killed again, so good luck finding them. June, t- July 24th, sorry. So, like, a month later, 
he he starts complaining that no one's wearing his logo buttons. <laughs> no, he's paying attention to he's me. Like, no one in San Francisco is wearing my buttons. Nobody likes me. How dare. Yeah, he's super upset. He then claims responsibility for the attempted abduction of Kathleen Johns back in March. So, like, clearly she was not crazy. She was almost abducted by the same person sending these letters. Or they knew enough about it to be like, yeah, I'm going to latch on to that. July 26th, two days later, he starts, he describes torturing his victims, which also feels like a jump, an escalation in behavior because he didn't previously do that. He no, because it was, it was like immediate. It was quick. Yeah. But this, he's like, yeah, I torture, I torture too. I do that horrible stuff. I am a bad, I'm a terrible person. I'm a bad, bad man. I'm a bad, bad man. And then he starts quoting The Mikado, which is a Gilbert and Sullivan musical. So he starts referencing pop, pop culture in his, uh, in his letters. Is that code? Maybe. Is he just, I don't know. He's getting more theatrical. He's getting more and more theatrical. And he's, he's even He's pulling. like, look how relevant I am, yeah. everybody. I'm so hip. Definitely wear my buttons. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's so bizarrely desperate. It is. It is. And he's like, he starts explaining. So July 26th, I guess they're not moving fast enough because he starts explaining that the Mount Diablo code um, has geometric angles known as radians. Like, he's starting to be like, okay, if you're not getting it, this is what this is. I'm going to have to break it down for you. I'm yeah. so smart. I'm so Clearly, none of you. And you're dum-dums. <laughs> Ridiculous. And there's no... But, I mean, this, it honestly, it all tracks for, like, that type of personality because they're he's super just, narcissistic. He's just insane. Like, you know, yeah. he's obsessed with himself yeah. and, like, what he's doing. So, like, <sighs> yeah, it's hard because it tracks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. You can't you can't dismiss anything because he's crazy. He's crazy. So September 6th of the same year, we're still in 1970 in Modesto, California again. Donna Lass is a 25 year old nurse who works at the Sahara Tahoe Hotel and Casino in Stateline, Nevada. She works in the first aid room at this site. OK, mm-hmm. she makes a log entry at 1:15 a.m. 15 minutes later, she was supposed to see her final patient of the day, which, as I understand it, she did. Her shift was set to end at 2 a.m. Just 15 minutes before her shift was supposed to end at 1.45, she was supposed to make another log entry because she had just seen a patient. Mm-hmm. She never did. In fact, she was never seen again. Her car was found parked at her apartment, but she was never seen leaving the hotel. Mm. All of her belongings were also found at her apartment, except for her purse and the clothes she was wearing the night she left for work. The next day, September 7th, an unidentified man called her landlord and her boss and told them that Donna wouldn't be returning due to a family emergency. The phone call was discovered to be a hoax because everyone's like, no, there was no family emergency. This is super weird that this would have happened. Um... But Donna was never seen again. The case went nowhere. There was nothing for them to go on. Um, While her story doesn't at all match the serial killer behavior that the Zodiac is exhibiting, uh, later letters that he sends suggest that to law enforcement that there's, like, a connection. Mm -hmm. So remember Donna's story because he's going to reference it. You you bet your bottom he's going to reference it later. Oh, he wants credit for every single... See, that's why I, I feel like... 
again, I'm not dismissing any theory, and I think it could even be a combination of multiple theories. Because I feel like at some point, he might just be claiming credit for crimes to continue getting attention. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I believe that he actually committed all these crimes. Well, and it could be true that he committed some of them. It could. Yeah. And he just wanted credit. For sure, I think he did. Well, he had, you know, he had insider information for some of them. Dono was never found. And that does not... He wants people to find yeah. what he's done. He wants them. He he puts it on display. He even right. calls in the tips to make sure they get found. Right. Donna does not fit this. However, he does take credit. So October fifth, the, the the Chronicle receives a letter constructed from the text clip text clipped from other sources like like magazines. It actually mostly comes from a comic strip called Smidgens, which I'm not familiar with. But there we go. The the phrase on the letter says, the pace isn't any slower. In fact, it's just one big. Interesting, right? Mm. He's not writing anymore. This isn't his sloppy handwriting. This is cut out newspaper clippings. Seems strange yeah. to me. That seems like a big shift in his authoring style. style. Yeah. October 27th, that same month, he sends a Halloween card to Paul Avery at the Chronicle. This is the first time that he, other than uh, the attorney Mm -hmm. that we talked about earlier, Paul Avery is the first one he calls out specifically, sends this to specifically at the Chronicle. And for those who are familiar, that's RDJ's character in the movie. Mm -hmm. So just picture good old Robert Downey Jr. when you hear this part. I did, for sure. In the letter... Um, or Halloween card, sorry. Avery's name is misspelled as Averly. The number 14 was interpreted as a possible reference to an unidentified 14th victim. So he's starting again to be like, so, yeah, I've done more stuff. Good luck finding it, because I'm so much smarter than you. March 13th of 1971, this next year, um, he sends another letter. This time it's addressed to the Los Angeles Times. This one is the one that suggests that he's responsible for the unsolved murder of Sherry Jo Bates in 1966. We talked about her in part one. Mm. Poor Sherry, that college student that was killed right outside the library slash near a golf course, I think. Um, another letter comes to Paul Avery on March 22nd of 1971. His name is misspelled once again. And this is the letter. The March 22nd letter is the one where he uses the phrase sought victim 12. And I don't know why or how, but police interpreted that as referring to Donna Lass Mm. disappearing in Lake Tahoe. I think it's because he does reference Lake Tahoe, and they're like, oh, it's Donna. But I don't... Yeah. I have so many thoughts about the Donna connection. Yes, he's claiming credit, but I also think he's just claiming credit. I don't... It doesn't... He's not as showboaty with that one. As, hmm. he, as, he, as he has been for the others, but what do I know? August 1st of 1973, we've skipped two years, okay? The Albany Times Union newspaper receives their own letter. Different part of... We're on the other side of the world now. It's, it's New York. Um, an envelope. The envelope that it came in had the cross-circle thing drawn in the corner... Oh, in place of spreading her address, spreading his reach. Yeah, he's like, let's go to the other side of the continent. Let's go. So well, New York's big time. It is. It, it is. He's upgrading. Son of himself. Sam. He's upgrading yeah. himself. He's like, let's do this. Let's compete with those serial killers. Now, this one is in 
the caps the he's in all caps for the first bit and then he slips down to lowercase and then he slips back to all caps but i'm just gonna read this little blip for you he says and i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend i'm yelling for the all caps just so you could feel the effect that i am visually seeing you are wrong i'm not dead or in the hospital i am alive and well and i'm going to start killing again below is the name and location of my next victim and then he says but you had better hurry because I'm going to kill her August 10th. This guy is embarrassing. At 5 p.m. when the shift change. Albany is a nice town. So this, this letter also included three rows of symbols beneath the message. And crypto an- analysts from the FBI decipher the coded message. Now he's crossed state lines, so he's getting the feds involved. Just so yeah, you guys know, that's what Yeah, he wants nationwide. Yeah. He wants international. Yeah. Claim. So before it was a California thing. So state police, local police, sure. county police were all involved. Now that he's crossed state lines and gone to New York, it becomes a federal problem. Yeah, he so wants he's spreading his yeah. reach. So they're using their analysts to like really dive into these letters, right? So it, it, this one like is allegedly from the Zodiac, but the analysts were like. It lacks all of his signature characteristics. So from a cryptanalysis... Uh, oh my gosh. Cryptanalysis point of view. It's it's weird. It's a little off. So they're like, I we can't say it's not him. Right. But we can say this is really starting to not fit mm-hmm. what the other letters... Mm-hmm. The patterns that they were noticing. Sure. Um, January 29th of that following year, 1974... His letters start kind of alluding to, like, possible suicide. Like, he's getting, he's getting a little dark. He quotes the Mikado, the Gilbert and Sullivan musical again. So he's getting theatrical. He's getting a little dark. He's getting a little self-deprecating. But then he, he writes a score on the bottom that says, Me, 37, SFPD, 0. <laughs> Which they took as he's 37 killed 37 victims. people. Yeah. Yeah. And the police have, have gotten no points. Zero points. February 14th, I'm telling you, these are a lot of letters, 1974, he sends another postcard to the Chronicle. He's back in California, apparently. And this one references the SLA, which is the Symbionese Liberation Army. These, if for those not familiar with crimes in the 70s, this is the group of militant urban guerrillas responsible for the abduction of Patty Hearst, who was a newspaper heiress. So... That was interesting. He didn't necessarily tie himself to that crime, but he references that crime. Maybe an attempt to stay relevant again, like with the musical references. I don't know. But he signs it simply a friend. He doesn't sign it the Zodiac or anything. He's just like, let's chat (laughs) about. He's so extra. (laughs) It's basically, for me, it's like, hey, you hear about that Patty Hearst thing? Man, that's weird. Okay, uh, signing off now, a friend. (laughs) Like he's lonely. I don't know. No, I mean this that's psycho. what it like. It's it's so desperate. It is. It's so desperate for attention. Yeah. Like that's why. Like I'm like. I mean. Yeah. Maybe he's I could see it. Yeah. We're nearing the end of the letters, guys. I appreciate you for hanging in there. If you're still listening, you're you're a rock star. Mindy's a, a rock star. I could tell she's like another one, another letter. <laughs> Man, this can, guy. Can he stop? This guy. We're almost at the. We're at the last two. So May eighth. Another one sent to the Chronicle, and this one is from a citizen. So he's he he keeps changing what he refers himself 
how he refers to himself. Mm-hmm. So in this one, he's, he's, he calls himself a citizen. And he complains about the glorification of violence. Oh, my God. And then the newspaper adds that he's seeing they're advertising for the movie The Badlands, and he doesn't like that. And that's a movie, if, if you've never seen it, it I haven't. Martin Sheen, who is a guy who goes on a killing spree with his 14-year-old girlfriend. Interesting right? Ew. Yeah, glorification of violence, I would say for sure, but also, dude, you've killed 37 people, you said. You said you've killed 37 people, and you're <laughs> He's like... He's like, this is terrible, this what is, you guys are... <laughs> do you know what this is doing to the kids? Oh Stop God. glorifying violence. The final letter ever sent is July 8th of 1974. This one complains that a columnist, columnist for the Chronicle suffers from a serious psychological disorder and should be sent back in the hellhole, is what he says. And then he signs it, The Red Phantom. Like, he's a comic book He's like, I'm, re- I'm reinventing I'm, myself. This is called a rebrand. I'm reinventing myself. <laughs> uh, okay, so now that we've reached that point, we are going to take a breather, and then we will be back Ooh. in a few. Okay. <laughs> to dive into the linguistic analysis. Come back and please stay with us. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. Thanks for hanging in there, guys. That was a long list of letters. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, he had the a dude, lot to say. His, his bibliography. He had a lot to say. He, he's got a lot. Got a lot of written material that was probably, that was all published. Like, it was a, it was a thing that kept this craze going, right? Okay, so, now that we've, we've went, gone through all of the letters, let's talk about the analysis of these letters. So, recently, fairly recently, they did not... Back, back when this was happening in the 70s, they had limited resources to help them sure. analyze this. They basically, it was very, it was just humans. Sure, sure, sure. They could look at it and be like, yeah, this fits patterns, this doesn't fit patterns. This could indicate it's a totally different author. This could indicate he has just a serious mental illness. Th- these days, very recently, um, we have a thing called computational linguistics where it's like AI that mm-hmm. helps out, very like a technology kind of element where it looks at details that humans might not detect humans still interpret the results sure. naturally but it's it's the next step it's kind of like how forensics mm-hmm. as a whole yeah. have progressed right so these were used by this this i want to keep referencing this documentary if you didn't listen to part one a lot of the content that i took and then went and checked sources for myself were coming from this documentary on Peacock called The Myth of the Zodiac Killer. Um, and in this documentary, they send these letters to computational linguistic specialists who then ran analysis on this to try to either prove or disprove or even just, like, support or refute Dr. Horan's theory. Sure, sure. That the Zodiac as, a, as an entity is a myth and that these crimes were isolated incidents that were just linked together because of the media. So, everyone has a distinct way of using words. I think that's fairly obvious. That's sure. where the entire linguistic analysis kind of angle of, in any case, like Unabomber or whatever, mm-hmm. comes into play. Um, but this science is commonly used when investigating things like ransom notes and such, like in the John Bonet case. Um, people can change handwriting pretty easily but it's difficult to change your language patterns mm-hmm. like it's incredibly difficult it's literally like your brain is doing this you can't stop it um so experts were able to find using computational linguistic ai that the first four letters are distinctly different 
from the letters following the murder of Paul Stein. So this could suggest that it completely was a different person. Or, let's jump on Mindy's opinion she voiced earlier, someone that is in such a state of psychosis that it's almost like it's a different person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So this analysis does not refute Dr. Horan's theory. It doesn't 100% support it because obviously there are other possibilities too. Mm -hmm. But like it was, it's an interesting detail to throw in there. From an uneducated perspective, I saw a stark difference in that time frame. Sure. Before Paul Stein versus after Paul Stein. But also his behavior changed. Mm -hmm. The crimes changed. The patterns in the actions changed. So if it is the same person, I think you could be right, Mindy, and that it was just he entered a state of psychosis. He went a little bit more crazy than he was before. Yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, I don't know if this means there were multiple killers or if there was just a copycat at some point who wanted to jump on this craze to sell newspapers. I don't know. But that takes us to our theories. Let's dive into the theories real quick. Yeah. We've really talked about the big one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a total myth, and it was all different killers. But um, Paul Avery's name came up for a theory of being responsible for the shift in the authoring of the letters. Paul Avery was a reporter. And he was called, referred to by colleagues, as unsavory Avery. So while none of his colleagues are like, yeah, this guy would definitely fake stuff like the Zodiac letters to sell papers and gain popularity. They didn't say that. They were like, I don't know if I could see him doing that. But they did say he was a pretty aggressive reporter. Mm-hmm. Like, he was aggressive in the means of, re- of acquiring information mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for his stories. Mm-hmm. Also... Jim Crabtree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're going for one, yeah, one a, unhinged strange dude, guy. Yeah, he's un, he's unhinged. I could see him having. If you watch the documentary, I really maybe that'll be the, the the question that I pose on Spotify for you guys to react to. If you watch the documentary, Jim Crabtree seems unhinged. Like he's not doing anything yeah. outstanding necessarily, but he is like his responses. Seems like a weird guy. When the when the host is like, "Did you kill Darlene?" His reaction is, like, too forced. Like, when you're surprised, this is just, just just an observation, when you're shocked, it lasts, like, a split second. Like, you're like, and then you move on. Uh-huh. Because that's how natural shock works. If you're faking that you're surprised, if someone asks you, did you kill Darlene, and you actually killed Darlene, and you're like, what? Me? No. That's forced. Yeah. Because that's, like, a way too long of a reaction. Like, you're trying to convince them huh. that you're surprised. And that's the kind of reaction he had. Interesting. Yeah, he was very, like, no. No, I didn't kill Darlene. So, yeah. Anyway. There we there we have it. It's the case of the Zodiac. Yeah. What are your final thoughts, Mindy? It's really tricky because, you know, based on the letters alone... Um, clearly this is someone that was mentally unwell. Yes. Um, was very proud of what he was doing. Wanted to almost top himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he did seem like, he did seem like he was competing with himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like wanted to get bigger. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So that, so that's interesting. And honestly, it's not, it's not that far fetched as far as like, 
an individual who would who would be able to do those types of things. It's mm-hmm. very narcissistic. It's very attention seeking. It's very much I did I want to take credit for my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it was somebody faking that, they would have to have they would have to know how to do that. They would sure. have to know like where like where that comes from and you know like it's just interesting because this this guy clearly fancied himself like a genius mm-hmm. and was like you got to sure. you got to crack my code like I've worked so hard in this code you got to crack it. Yeah. Um so like if he didn't kill 37 people, I think he 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 killed some. I think he for sure he, did. Yeah, and yeah. and um and unfortunately, you know, young people, people that no, none of those people deserve to die. They have their entire lives ahead of yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an awful situation, and I think he liked the idea that everyone was in a panic. Yep. And I think he can, you know, and I think that was, you know, if if it was the same guy that sent letters to New York, it was spreading the reach, and trying to have the same effect there, because mm-hmm. that's having people in fear is a means of control. Yeah. And that is part of this guy's mo. So, I mean, I can't discount it. I don't know how many people were, you know, this one individual. But based on, like, the BTK killer, based Mm -hmm. on, you know, who also sent letters Mm -hmm. um, and, and the way that they... His M.O. was pretty consistent. It's it's just interesting because we know that the types of individuals that do that partake in these serial crimes. Yeah. Um, they're highly manipulative. They are compulsive liars. You know, we know that Ted, when Ted Bundy was caught, when John Wayne Gacy were caught, they said, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Until t- the day they died. Yeah. I didn't do it. Perfectly innocent. But we know that they did. Yeah. So, it, you know, I I find it interesting, and I don't settle on just one theory. I just don't. I, every every time I look at a different part of this case, I'm, I come, I side with someone else. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe some of them were faked because I do. I'm a huge believer in the media corrupting truth. Sure. So it wouldn't surprise me sure. if that's partially true. I definitely think that at least the first few letters were definitely done by the same person. I think some of these killings were definitely done by the same person. I'm with you, though. Like, I, uh, is it all of them? I don't know. We don't I know. Am, what I am surprised about is that we've never known who it is. Well, and, and that's why it's so weird. And, and honestly, I think that's why it's blown up so much. Yeah. Because he's probably dead. Oh, I'm sure. I bet he, I bet he just, that poor guy just lost his mind and just often well it's you know i say poor guy but he's killed many people but like if if he's like if he went off the deep end so much that it affect it literally changed the nature of his letters too and his entire pattern that he had tried to create i i really do feel like he probably just spiraled and I mean, that's gonna, why, like, we're, it, like we're it's, never gonna find out who he is. it's difficult because the letters seem like, like, okay, this is clearly someone who's spiraling mentally. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that's why it's hard for me to discount it because it's, it's hard to fake that. Yeah. Unless you are a completely different person. Right. Just fictionalizing. Right. But, but like, yeah, I don't know. I know it's really, really, really tricky, but you know we will probably never know. No, we won't. And the we will never know. Uh, a lot of people lost their lives um, too soon. Yeah, and and their families never got. Closure. And that is a horrible shame. They're never going to get closure, and, which is so uh, sad. Yeah, and and I think 
If it's isolated incidents that were just the media, like, grouped together, then I hope that those are explored because if there's a chance of getting closure... Right, and solving those cases. I want the families yeah. to get closure. But if it's one guy, I don't think they're going to... I don't know if we're ever going to see the end of the case. You no, know what I mean? and, and really, you know, you have to look at it in a more realistic... Because this guy wants to, you know... If it is just one guy, he wants everyone to know how mm-hmm. how powerful he is, how great he is. And, mm-hmm. and really, you just have to look at it. This was a, a, probably an abused person who has zero self-esteem and yeah. no friends. It's kind of... Because he's desperately writing these letters for communication yeah. and attention. And if he doesn't get the attention, he and writes more letters. And it's very sad. Yeah. You know, it is, it's very sad. And this is like a person... Um, who probably struggled in their lives and didn't get along with anyone was like socially isolated so he took it out on other people Mm -hmm. and uh and that is just a really really sad and unfortunate i think it's it's poetic because if power is what he wanted what's more powerful than being unknown than no one knowing who you are yep because people are afraid of what they don't know exactly so that he's succeeded I mean, in a in certain... being a, unknown. Yeah. We're never going to know who he is. Right. But... Yeah. The thing is, everybody moved on. Mm-hmm. Well... Everybody's still living their lives. Yeah. I mean, um, the victim's families are... Yeah, of course. But, like, you know, these these guys that that seek out to be this type of person and want everyone to be afraid of them, they never actually win anything. They never really win. Mm-hmm. They... This is just, this is a person who yep. was sick. Very, very sick. And took it out on other people. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he's going to be forgotten. Unless we make another movie. <laughs> right. Maybe stop making movies about him, guys. <laughs> um, regardless, the, the crimes and the letters ended in 1974. So whatever happened to him... Whatever happened, like, no more crimes were connected to him after that. He didn't send any more letters after that. That was the end. That yeah. was the end of the Zodiac Killer. So, speculation will continue. Pop culture will continue to, like, speculate. Well, I guess what I'm saying is don't idolize these people. Don't, no, uh-uh. These, these are just, like... <laughs> it's Monsters. I mean, it, it, well, it's sad. It's, it's honestly, it's sad because, yeah. you know, these are just, like, people that, like... Couldn't make friends, mm-hmm. probably because of abuse, uh, you know, different personalities, whatever. Yeah. And because of that, they're like, I'll show you. Yeah. Bad and like, it's just this like really childish, really, yeah. you know. If you know someone like this, silly. Help them. Yes. Help them before they start making decisions like this. Seriously. So we don't have you know, to if you, 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 you see, you see this type of behavior, like they, they need some kind of intervention. Yeah. And therapy. For sure. A lot. Like we a could, lot we all there. could benefit. Oh, yeah. We all could benefit. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I got well, all heated on my I high horse. You did. One. You did. But, yeah, I mean, you know uh, who's, who's to say if Someone's it's... Someone's got to advocate for the... <laughs> well, it's just like... For the poor man who was so sick that he killed... I mean, dozens of people. What I, what I, I, I'm not even advocating for him. No, I, I just, see what you're saying, but, though. But I see what you're saying. Don't idolize this behavior. Don't idolize it. Help it. Don't idolize this behavior. It's 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 pathetic. It is. It is. It makes me sad for him as a human being, but then at the same time, I'm very unfeeling about it because I'm sure. like, well, you killed a bunch of teenagers, so 
Maybe you should be dead somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Maybe he, he probably or maybe locked he, away. Maybe you're he died in 1974. Maybe that's why the letters stopped. Because I, mean, I feel like knows? he he shouldn't have stopped. Yeah, no, he Otherwise, wouldn't have. That personality would not no. have. No. So he's probably so not or, walking or he was around. in jail for some other. You know. Do you remember crime? that that weird like internet theory that Ted Cruz was the oh killer? Yeah. Okay, that one, that one, like, made me laugh, but then when I actually researched this case, I was like, impossible, that guy's dead. No, That guy's no, most likely no, dead. No. Ted Cruz wasn't even, like, he wasn't, he wasn't even alive, I don't think. If like, he when... was, he was a baby. Exactly. Like, he's Come not on, old guys. enough, guys. Come on, guys. It's a funny, it's it a is, funny that thing. That is funny. <laughs> but it's not real. No, no. So anyway, let's end on a, is it a sweet or a savory it note is a, It's another savory note. I love those. Those are my favorite. So this is one of my favorite snacks from good old Aldi. Yeah. These are... Pistachios. Roasted with sea salt pistachios. I love it. Do they have shells? They don't have shells. They are I, shelled. Those are the best kind. I know, they're so good. I don't like it when you make me work for the food. Exactly, so like, give me the food. So like lobster, for example. Yeah. I prefer lobster like out of the yeah, lobster. How dare. <laughs> yeah. How dare you be in your protective shell. <laughs> Let me eat you. <laughs> mm. I love pistachios. They're the best nut. Five skulls. Mm-hmm. They're so good. They are the best nut. Mm-hmm. Well, if you made it to the end of this two-parter, first of all, I'm just mad. Pat yourself on the back, but you made it. <laughs> you didn't just fall like this asleep. guy is such a fucking nerd. <laughs> like, mm, go get some help. Screw you, Zodiac. Also, since we were talking about mental illness, though, if you do need help, we will. We're gonna include. I hope. Yeah, we all go through stuff, guys. We're gonna put we're human beings and life suicide is hard. prevention hotline in the description, like we've done before in the past. And I mental probably, health services. I need to just do that on every episode, yeah. honestly, because a lot of these kinds of problems. I mean, you're accountable for your own health, so like, if you notice these kinds of problems in yourself, please seek out help, seek out a support system. I'm not saying you're going to end up being a serial killer, but if these serial killers had been self-aware enough to get treated... But there's help out there. There's help out there. Absolutely. There's help out there to, to help and, you be you know, better. Be accountable. Yeah. Don't kill people, okay? Yes. Also, Stop it. Never, never pull over for a person who flashes oh their lights at you. Just that's lesson learned. Poor Kathleen. I'm so glad she survived. Oh my god, me too. Yeah. That's that terrifying. Was, that was a scary story, too. And I was reading, I was like, she had a baby in the car. That's awful. She had a baby. And That's she awful. just, every decision she made, I was judging her, but then I was like, Renee, it was like 1970, so. It was a different time. It was, it was a, a crazy time, time. For sure. It's like the Wild West. Anyway, if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, interact with our question, whatever it ends up being. I'll probably decide the day I actually schedule it. Um, we still have our merch. 20% off. Crime time. The shop is just called The Little Arcus. The link will be in the description box. Use promo code crime time for 20% off. Um, we got some cool stuff. We got like a mug, like a huh? hat, a dad hat. Mm-hmm. Very nice. T-shirts. Got some crop tops that are real it's, cute. Oh, yes. It's not the season for sweatshirts, but if you want to plan ahead or like buy oh, something for a Christmas really present. It's very comfy. That might be my favorite piece of merch we have although that true crime snack time shirt's pretty cute it's so comfortable too the material's amazing yeah anyway um yeah interact with us wherever you can and and thank you for listening and for your support take care of your mental health please 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 and we will see you next time okay bye bye